It's your intuitive friend, Kiddo Moon, and this is episode one of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. It's only the first episode, and we're going to get deep. 2020 and 2021 was tough, and some might say we were due for a big slap in the face. I personally felt something was brewing, I would say about the previous two to three years, and knew something big was going to happen that was going to break down distraction. I didn't know what, and as oddly, don't really bother with future channeling. I know it's odd, but I like being surprised. So I often put more energy trying to not know than know what the future is holding. But yet, I still get information from the universe. After all, I am kind of like a giant satellite. Anyhow, one of the major awakenings for many of us was in 2020 and 2021. Many people rely on distractions as a form of avoidance for many reasons, but being forced to not avoid and waking up to who you really are is one of the great things that came out of these hard years. I hear the term awakening all the time, and there is a lot of confusion in what exactly that means. There is no black and white outline of the journey we are on, but here is an abbreviated version of what I feel is the most important stages you will experience. Knowing these stages can really help you along your awakened journey, so let's get into it. The stages. There are many levels and stages of life in which it's hard to break down every single one you will experience. If you are on your spiritual path, these are the simplified stages you will encounter and I'll give tips to help you on each stage. Know that each stage is not a predetermined sequence. You can experience one many times in the different areas of your lifespan. Knowing these stages is a great reminder of where you are in your journey. Please know, neither is better than the other. They all have their pros and cons. And of course, being in it eh, might not feel that great, but now pushing to the other side has amazing rewards and true freedom. These are the top six stages I feel we should all be aware of. Stage one, awakening. Good morning, you are now awake. This stage is your big wake up, your aha. It can happen spontaneously or happen over time on your spiritual journey. Some people experience this many times and some just once is all it takes. Since I was born spiritually aware, I can't pinpoint when I had my actual awakening, but I do know because I fought against it for so long, I did have a couple awakening accepting moments in my life. I like to think these are related to being awoken. This event feels amazing. It's like everything makes sense. All the dots are connected. You're in a constant high of knowing. It's a great bliss moment and a time we all feel could last forever, but it has its limits. You can't grow from constant bliss, and there is a lot you'll have to learn to really understand all the connections between the dots. This feeling could last mm, days, weeks, months, but never longer because what goes up must come down. Stage two, bliss. This is part of your awakening. It usually comes right after. You now want to explore these new thoughts, feelings, and connections. You feel your heart awake for the first time and can seek out new ways in harnessing these feelings like deep meditations, yoga, or explore your intuitive nature deeply. You will feel another connection outside you, yet out of you. This is your higher self and your spirit guides. 
This is a great blissful feeling because you feel not alone for the first time. It's a different kind of connection, a deep spiritual connection. I don't think can be experienced by human to human physical contact. I wish I knew the magic word to explain it, but the best I can say, it's blissful accepting love. This stage can take days, weeks, and sometimes months. Stage three, the shadow self. <laughs> this stage is probably the hardest and the one stage many people avoid at all costs because the pain is just too great. But in order to feel ultimate freedom within yourself, you gotta become friends with your shadow. Often many spiritual gurus will say you have to battle it out with your shadow self in order to grow and this is 100% correct. But from experience, I feel befriending my shadow and really listening and helping heal is what led to my freedom. This is also a big purge of your ego. Your ego is your protector, but it can also hide and misdirect where your true issues and problems are. So you are both a great therapist for your shadow and tough love for your ego. Your shadow is the part of you that takes on all the bad and negative experiences and manifested it itself into its own being. It's part of you, so it's not bad, but because it's been ignored and hidden for so long, it needs care and love, just like all the parts of you do. This is confronting the hardest parts of yourself you won't like. It can be pains you experience from others and pains you've given to others. This is the nitty gritty aspects of yourself you do not like. Confronting your shadow can feel like you're dying, but knowing to heal these parts of yourself releases so much pain and that you don't need to carry. This can go on for months and sometimes years. I personally experienced mine on and off in different stages of my life, and I couldn't imagine someone going through all this in one go. No way. Stage four, the big rest. This can be a frustrating stage to be in. I felt this stage was harder than dealing with my shadow self. It feels like you're isolated spiritually. All the experiences you learn and felt during your awakening now seem blocked or gone. You don't feel the connection to your own energy as strongly as you used to. You can start to second guess your own intuition and feel uncertain with yourself spiritually, although it feels like your spirit guides have vanished and you're not as connected as you once were. All this is part of the growth part of the process. When you work so hard and learn so much, it's important you take the time to rest. Doing nothing is a vital lesson as well. Some have said the experience feels like a giant void in their life, as if everything seems to stop. I personally see it as a cocoon period, meant to rest and manifest into your true self. This takes time, and it's lots of rest and healing time. Personally for me, I was a pissed off caterpillar in a cocoon. I felt betrayed that my guides, angels, and higher self abandoned me. In reality, I knew they were there, but I was not willing to accept their step back while I transformed. In the end, it makes total sense. I had to get angry and feel betrayed, so I learned to trust myself, no matter what. 
you step into your own power. This stage also humbles your ego. This experience can take months to years. Stage five, groundedness. This stage feels like you graduated from the University of You. You feel grown up, spiritually mature. Your energy feels more full, but grounded, and you're ready to be part of society. Your communication with your guides come back and the connection is even stronger and clearer than it ever was before. Everything feels more real and clear for what it is. Part of you feels like you return to civilization, a sort of homecoming. Just like going away from home and learning all the different lessons in life, you are now more grounded in your thinking. And because of this, your energy is more grounded. You are able to become powerful for manifestation. This is one of my favorite stages in life. The feeling of wholeness and being in touch with who you are is the most loving and freeing emotions I have felt. The more grounded you are, the more your confidence grows as well, but beautiful, mature, loving confidence. No ego here. This experience can take one to two years or longer. Stage six, your purpose. Once you enter this final stage, this is where you step out and begin your life mission. You now know what your purpose is and everything makes sense. Why you chose this life. Why you plan to experience the difficult and wonderful experiences of life. It was all so you could realize that you live your true purpose. Nobody can tell you what your mission is. I have spent years asking myself, guides, tarot, other psychic readers, and I was always told they don't know what my purpose is but that I would know one day. But first, I gotta work on myself in order to realize one day what my mission in life is. Well, being told this message over and over was frustrating because in my mind, I just needed to know so I could do it, but it doesn't work like that. I had to evolve into my purpose. Despite all the frustrations of years of not knowing, it was all worth it. Because if I was told what my purpose was, then I would have probably messed it up. Allowing my ego taking over or simply not accepting it and turning my back on it. Once in this stage, it's one step at a time. There's no rush. It will take the rest of your life. But you remember why you are here. You know why you are here. And knowing your truth and being in your groundedness is a feeling of wholeness and love I can't describe with words. This experience lasts the rest of your life. So those are the six stages. So here are some tips for handling the stages, especially the tougher ones. Surrender. The more you fight or resist, the longer and harder it will be to recover from you. You need to heal and understand. Detach from your mind. The ego is chatty, isn't it? It's there because it's our number one fan and wants us to feel good. But sometimes that comes from fear-based triggers. It's okay to let the ego have its say. The more you shut it up, the more it wants to be expressed. I always let my ego have its two cents. And then I let it go and say thanks. I know where this comes from and I move on from that. Detaching your mind is allowing your spirit to have a chance to voice itself. Allowing both is a great balance and healthy for the soul.
meditate. Some people love to meditate, and that's great. <laughs> I always kind of roll my eyes when I know I need to meditate, but it is essential. And I always do feel 100% better after. But sitting still is really hard for me. One way to see outside yourself while meditating is allowing a vision of yourself flowing out of your body and above your house. Imagine seeing yourself floating above your house, but you can see yourself sitting, laying, meditating. Observe yourself and see what you pick up, how you feel, process it, and let it go. Once you feel you have felt and seen all you needed for that day, your meditation is done. I feel like this is a really quick, easy way for people to have a harder time settling their busy minds down. I hope you enjoy my mini rundown of the six stages of spiritual growth. And there are many books and blogs that dive deeper into these subjects, and some spiritual stages have multiple stages of 10 to 15 or even more. These are the main six stages I believe we all go through and most people can relate to. So this is a great outline to have if you ever feel a bit lost or discouraged on your journey because you are never lost. Questions and answers, the Q&A segment. First question. Hi, Kinemoon. I'm a psychic medium and I feel so alone. I feel nobody understands me and I don't have the energy to connect with people on a superficial level anymore. How do I stop feeling so isolated? Blue Rainbow. Well, Blue Rainbow, I love your name and I understand how you feel. I think everyone in this world feels alone in some way despite us being interconnected. However, I do feel us intuitives feel it more because we feel and hear so much more than the average person. I mean, it can be isolating and I understand. I have said often, we are not ever alone. We have our loving ancestors, guides, angels, and of course you, your higher self with you all the time. But not having that physical relationship face-to-face -face is hard, and I get that. I always felt like an alien in this world, and I still do, but that's okay, because feeling alone is not what makes me alone. I realize in order to attract others like myself, I have to be open and be grounded with who I am. This attracts the right soul tribe for you. You gotta put action into it, and that's just how energy works. Friends won't just suddenly appear out of nowhere without work and action behind it. And like always, if you feel something is wrong and you're working too hard to get to know people, then they aren't your people. I hope this helps and just know I'm an alien too, so I totally get you. <laughs> Next question. Hi, I have been taking classes on how to open up my psychic self. Ever since I started on this journey, I don't have dreams anymore, or I don't remember them. What is happening? Jamie S. Don't worry, your dreams haven't stopped occurring. This is actually a very common thing that happens when people dive deep into their intuition and start practicing more with their intuition. It's like going to the gym. 
you're now using a certain muscle much more than you have before and it needs time to recover so you don't overwhelm it. You are still dreaming, but the part of you recalling the vividness of your dreams is taking a healing break. So don't worry, you will soon recall your dreams again. This also happens when people go through a lot of spiritual work and upgrades. Whenever I have bouts of not recalling my dreams, it's usually when I'm having an upgrade in my spiritual self. Some tips to help sleep better and recall dreams is to do a nice meditation before bed. The more relaxed you feel before falling asleep, the easier it will be for your mind to recall dreamland adventures. Some people like to drink certain teas before bed. My favorite tea is Blue Lotus Tea. It was used by the Egyptians long ago for ceremonial purposes. Um, it helps your body relax, and many have said their dreams become more vivid, and sometimes they lucid dream. Blue Lotus tea might not be available everywhere. I think in the U.S. it might be illegal to consume. I'm not 100% sure if that's correct. I do know it's illegal in Russia. <laughs> the tea itself is not harmful. It will not induce any hallucinations like it did in the ancient times. You would have to consume massive, massive amounts of the tea for that to happen, so don't even worry about that. Okay, last question. Dear Kittle Moon, I have always been sensitive and very intuitive, but I don't know what I should do with it. Many people have suggested I should start reading people. How do I start doing that? Uh, Tilly H. Hi, Tilly. The best advice I can give is before starting to read for other people, you need to be grounded and confident in yourself. Everybody that seeks out advice or psychic readers needs to do so like buying a car. It's really important to know this person is right for you. Trust and energy are very important exchanges, so take your time developing your skills first. I personally have been reading my whole life and not even know that I was doing that. And because I was picking up on people's energy and information didn't mean that I had to tell them that I was. It often came out the wrong way than it was intended. It took myself maturing and time to better understand delivery and how to convey sensitive subjects. You gotta be prepared to hear some heartbreaking life stories and even feel and see them. It is not an easy thing, but it is tremendously rewarding to help people through it. So take your time, and if you can, practice reading for friends and family first. Build up your confidence and see what part of your intuition is stronger and go from there. There are many people that are very intuitive that don't read because it's so draining or doesn't fulfill them in some way. The big question I would ask next is, why do you want to read? Good luck and it's wonderful you're trusting and using your intuition more. This concludes episode one of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. If you would like to send in a question for me to answer, you can do so via my website, kiddomoon.com, or simply email me at kiddomoon at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, kiddomoon. Remember, stay kind to yourself and to others. Have a blissful day.